right, welcome everybody to week five of At The Movies. I think I'll keep that clip as we go into the next thing. It's kind of nice. It gets everybody everybody ready. I might keep the lightsaber too. We'll just see uh, what's in the cards for December. But welcome everybody to week five. Like Kirby said earlier, it's a little sad, right, that it's over. This is my favorite series of the year. I always enjoy November. I enjoy at the movies. I enjoy the popcorn and the drinks, and I eat way too much of it. And so it's probably good that it's only five weeks that it's, it's over. So, all right, but we're going to move into the Christmas season next up. I enjoy this Sunday as well, um, and I just want to go ahead and welcome everybody, but also everybody watching online the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we see the biggest spike in online viewers for some reason. I don't know what it is, but the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So we just want you to know if you are on the road or still in your turkey day stupor, we are excited you're joining us online as well. All right. How about it, church? Can we welcome each other to church today? Come on. We still love each other wherever we happen to be on Sunday morning. And if you're a guest and you came today, we're excited you're here. You picked the right Sunday to come to church. All right. It's going to be a fun Fun Sunday. So I hope you got your drink and your popcorn. You're welcome to grab as much as you can. We got to pick up the slack. All right. You got to eat a little bit more popcorn before you go home today. But before we jump into the message for the last time, I want to give you some movie facts and trivia that I found that were funny. This is difficult to do five weeks in a row. I don't know if you guys know this, but finding funny facts about movies is very hard. I just want you to feel sorry for me. All right. So here we go. Call it out. If you know the movie, come on, somebody. Nobody knows the movie? Call it out if you know Interstellar. There we go. All right. It's going to be a, that kind of crowd today. Okay. I can live with that. Here we go. All right. Next one, which you may not know about Interstellar, is that during the movie, the cornfield scenes, when Murph and Coop are tearing through the cornfields and they're ripping up everything, this is not CGI created corn. This is not a farm that they rented. Director Christopher Nolan planted 500 acres of corn just to film his movie in them, all right? So they had to conduct with scientists and the rest to figure out how to grow it in that climate where they were filming with mountains in the background. And so it was an endeavor. And then after the movie was over, they sold the corn at a profit. Come on, somebody. They, not as much as the movie made, but they made some money back out of it. All right, next one. Shout it out if you know the movie. Casablanca, come on, people, work with me here. I know you've got your popcorn, but come on, let the caffeine start to work a little bit. Casablanca, most famous line from the movie, play it again, Sam, was not actually said in the movie, all right? Well, maybe the second most famous line from the movie was not said in the finished film. Something else you may not know is Sam, played by Dooley Wilson, could not actually play the piano. And so he was an accomplished musician, but he was a drummer, and so he would mime playing the piano in all of the film's sequences. So you can go back and watch that if you'd like. All right, next one up here. Call it out if you know the movie. Lord of the Rings, there we go. All right, so little known fact, but John Reese Davis, the Gimli right here, is actually the tallest of all the people you see on the screen. All right, so this guy right here at six foot one is taller than anybody else in the fellowship, though not as tall as Christopher Reese because he was six foot five, but he's elsewhere in the movie. All right, so movie magic, everybody. All right, last one today. Call out the movie if you know it. I got you, all right? There is no, it's not one movie, right? We got the Muppets and we got Star Wars. But what you may not know, what do Miss Piggy and Yoda have in common? The same voice actor voiced both of these characters. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Frank Oz voiced both of them, including coming up with Yoda's strange pattern of speech. Oz went on to voice Fozzie Bear, Animal, Grover, Bert, and, drumroll, the Cookie Monster, everybody. He also, so... Pretty sure it's just him and Kermit running the show over there. 
All right, enough of those and those. We're going to jump into our movie for today. Because if you've been keeping notes for the last few years, the last Sunday of November, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, is when we kick off Christmas around victory. Come on, everybody ready for Christmas? And so this Sunday, we always, I try to visit the Christmas holiday classics. And so I looked at Miracle on 34th Street, and I looked at It's a Wonderful Life, and I decided, no, those are too well-made. They're just too, <laughs> those are just too touching. They're just not, because what I really need at Christmas time is I need Arnold Schwarzenegger tearing around the Twin Cities looking Hello, for turbo Mr. Ch- Hello, Mr. Jacobs. 200 king size for next Friday. No problem whatsoever, but only for you, Mr. Jacobs, because you're our number one customer. Andrea, hi. Well, if you think the fabric is too dark, then we just recover it and no extra charge. Well, what do you expect? You're my number one customer. But don't you forget, you're my number one customer. You're my number one customer. Liz, hi, honey. How are you? Howard, where are you? I know, Jamie's Karate Class. Don't worry, I'll meet you there, I promise. And no, no, don't forget, you're my number one customer. Didn't mean that I... Liz? I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. He's not gonna make it. and registration, please. Look, sir, I'm in kind of a hurry. I'm really late for my son's karate class. Oh, I do apologize if I've caused you some sort of a delay. How thoughtless of me. Because the last thing that I want on my conscience right now is for a private citizen to somehow be disappointed in the performance of my duty. Look, I was not criticizing you, officer. It's just that... Step out of the vehicle. Are we finished now? Recite the alphabet. A, B, C. Backwards. This is not true, because I really wanted to be there. Look, believe me, but I you ju- always say that, and you never come anyways. 
Purple is important to me, Dad. That's one away from green and three away from black. But I saw you get yellow. But you missed blue? You're right. I really blew it. I'm really, really sorry. You think you can let me make it up to you? Like how? More like uh, letting me do something special. Just for you. Like uh, if there's something really important you've been wanting for Christmas. I want the Turbo Man action figure with the arms and legs that move, and the boomerang suitor, and the rock and roar jetpack, and the realistic voice activator that says five different phrases, including, it's Turbo Time! Accessories sold separately, batteries not included. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had to stop and think about it. Johnny's going to get one, and so is everybody else I know. Whoever doesn't can be a real loser. Well, it definitely won't be you. Thanks, Dad. I love you. Oh, I love you too, Jamie. Oh, I love you. <laughs> Les, you should have seen us in there. I mean, we were really bonding. We were drawing, we were laughing, having a great time, talking about that turbo guy. Turbo man. Which reminds me. You got the doll, right? The doll. And so it begins, all right, everybody? One of the worst made, cheesily directed TV Christmas movies of all time, and we love it so. Come on, somebody. I love his, you're my number one customer, right? It's my favorite. Anybody have a way you always end your phone calls? Anybody have like a habit you always say? I worked in a university tech help desk uh, for three years during college, and so we would get phone calls and fix computers. It was a great time. But we knew, and our phones would tell us who was calling from around the campus. And so we knew if somebody higher up in the food chain than us called, you didn't want to answer the phone because they had something for you to do. And so us being the, you know, hard workers that we were, we'd all pretend to be busy or try to not be the one that answered it. But one time I saw one of our VPs was calling in. And so I kind of looked busy doing something. And my friend Matt had to pick up the phone and he automatically just brought out a pen and paper, started writing down. He's yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll do that. Yes, sir. We'll get right on it. We got it. Okay. Love you. Bye. And he looked at me and I looked at him with just wide eyes and he looked at the phone. And then our manager who sat behind us at the time, he said, what, what did you say? But Howard has bigger problems, right, than just that, because Howard's about to enter into one of the craziest days that you will ever see in the history of Christmas, because he's got to tear around looking for this Turbo Man doll. And there are a few themes that I want to jump into in this movie, a lot of different themes, all right, that I want to look at. But the first one this morning that I want you to see is the theme of broken promises, because this movie, if it wasn't a cheesy Arnold Schwarzenegger flick, if it was a Hallmark Channel movie, it would probably be called Broken Promises. Because we see it from the opening credits, right? Howard promises he's going to get the doll. He promises to be at the karate class. Later on in the movie, his son asked him again and again to be at a parade, and he promises, I'm going to be there. And when he calls the house to just give another excuse about why he can't make it, his son picks up the phone and he says, you always do this, Dad. You always break your promises. And I think we can relate to that. Show of hands today, all right? How many of you have ever had somebody promise you something, and then when it came time to do it, they fell through? Anybody today, you've had that happen? All right, let me put it a different way. How many of you have ever promised to do something, and then when it came time to follow through or to come through, how many have broken 
that promise, all right? The rest of you, a bunch of stinking liars, all right, this day. We can all relate to this idea of promises that are broken. A father promises to take his son camping, but then schedules change, right? A mother promises we're going to go to the zoo, but then something comes up. Or maybe a friend promised that they would never tell anybody your secret and then magically everybody knows, right? We've, we've all had or been on the receiving or giving end of a broken promise. We make the promise with all of the intentions to come through, but then we fail. But what I love about Christmas, what I love about Christmas, especially Christmas in 2020, is it is a constant reminder to me that God never breaks his promises. He never, ever breaks his promises. What God says he will do, he always does. Throughout scripture, you never see an example. When God makes a promise, he always comes through. Abraham's 100 years old. Sarah's 90. When God promises, you're going to be the father of many nations. You're going to have descendants that numerous more than the sands on the shore. And they laugh at that, but God made that promise. And lo and behold, they have a son. And God promised to Moses out in the desert, I'm going to bring you out of there, right? And we're going to lead my people to freedom. And Moses is like, I'm on the backside of a desert, right? Look, talking to a burning bush. There's no way it could happen. But God made the promise and God saw it done. God always completes his promises. In Joshua, Joshua is encouraging the people. After Moses has done that, after all these things, they've seen the miracles. In Joshua 21, he tells them, not one of the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Every single one was fulfilled. Not one of them failed. And a few hundred years later, King Solomon is echoing that sentiment to the people to encourage them. And he says, praise be the Lord who's given rest to his people just as he promised. Not one word has failed of all the good promises he gave through his servant Moses. Time and time again, we see that God always fulfills his promises. God never breaks his word. And there's one promise in Genesis chapter 3 that I want you to see today. And I'll set up the scene for you. God has pulled off creation and now mankind is in the garden, but they wreck everything. They eat the fruit of the tree and they ruin it all and sin enters the world. But I want you to watch what God does. This is the moment after they've sinned. This is when God comes to them and and shows them the punishment. They have to leave the garden, but then he speaks to the serpent and God makes this promise all the way back in the garden of Eden. After we had screwed everything up, he makes this promise and he says, I'll put enmity between you and the woman talking to the serpent and between your offspring and hers and he will crush your head. He says you'll bruise his heel, but he's going to crush your head. Theologians refer to this as proto-evangelium. This is the first promise of the gospel. This is the first promise of salvation. That even way back when we screwed everything up, God said, I'm going to fix this. And this promise, you see it echoed throughout the Old Testament. In Isaiah, he makes this promise again. And it says about Jesus, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive, give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. means God with us. Throughout scripture, God is performing and giving these promises that I'm going to make it right. I'm going to redeem you. I'm going to do it. And 2,000 years ago, the culmination of those promises... When Jesus was born, watch this. Paul sums it up in 2 Corinthians. He says, for Jesus Christ, the son of God does not waver between yes and no. He's the one that we preach to you. And as God's ultimate, yes, he always does what he says. And watch this. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. All of those promises from Genesis all the way through Isaiah, all the promises God made have been fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. 
that all those things from the very back, all the promises, and because we are in relationship with him, with Jesus, not anything else, because we have a relationship with Jesus, we are inheriting to those promises. The promise of goodness, the promise of faithfulness, of forgiveness, of salvation, the promise of hope, the promise of heaven. All of those promises are made possible in Jesus. I'm preaching already today, all right, everybody? It's a, it usually takes me 30 minutes to warm up, but we're just going to hop, hop right in. But Howard is trying not to break his latest promise. And so on Christmas Eve, he finds himself in a line outside of the toy shop. What time are you opening up? Come on, it's freezing out here. There's a, there's a hundred people sitting because of two minutes, because of two minutes, you're not going to Hey, give the man a break. He's a dad trying to get a toy. Yeah. Yeah. Last minute shopping, huh? Yeah. Enough to drive a man insane in. Myron Larrabee. Howard Langston. <laughs> See, I have to shop late because it's the busiest time of year for me. All these important Christmas letters that people send to folks they don't even talk to but once a year. Not to mention, relatives sending presents they're going to have to send back anyway. How many toiletry kits does a man need? How about those little stupid letters from kids to Santa at the North Pole? Dear Santa, could you send me a bike and a slinky? No, your father's been laid off. And as if I didn't have enough pressure in my life, my son sends me off for some, like, goofy butt toy. Some fruity robot named Turtle Man. It's Turtle Man. My son wants one, too. You know it's all a ploy, don't you? A ploy. Man, where have you been? Don't you watch TV? We are being set up by rich and powerful toy cartels. Oh, come no, on. No, you got these big fat cats sit there using working class just like me and you. They spend billions of dollars on TV advertisement, and then they sit there and use subliminal messages to suck your children's minds out. And I know what I'm talking about because I went to junior college for a semester and I studied psychology, so I'm right in there. I know what's going on. And then they sit there and make a kid feel like garbage if you, the father, who's working 24-7, delivering mail, and then when you get the toy, it breaks and you can't fix it because it's a little cheap plastic. You know what I like to do? I like to walk up in that office, grab one of those guys, and just chuck him, and chuck him, and just him out. Shouldn't wear fur. I'm trying to find the Turbo Man doll. Me too, me too. Do you have any more in the back? <laughs> what? What's it happening? What These guys are looking for a Turbo Man? A Turbo Man doll, yes. <laughs> They're looking for Turbo Man. <laughs> Funny. Where have you guys been? Turbo Man's only the hottest selling Christmas toy ever. <laughs> Where's your Christmas spirit? That's better. Now, there must be a Turbo Man around here somewhere. Oh, 
The last one just left. Um, some lady had it on layaway. A lady? What lady? Uh, uh, short. Uh, with, with fur coat. Fur coat. Fur coat. Uh huh. Sorry, buddy. right now we've got a Howard's met Myron the slightly unstable postal worker all right if you want your mail this holiday season say yes thank you and go on your way all right he's learned about the toy cartels right they're trying to suck your children's minds out and the hunt for turbo man has begun turns out it's the most sought after gift in all the world and he's trying to find it and he can't find it and the employees are laughing at him and the people are laughing at him. You ever feel that in the chaos of Christmas like someone's getting on your nerves and so you just want to, if you could, if you were Arnold, just grab him by the shirt, right? And if you were possible, you'd lift them off the ground, right? Where's your Christmas spirit? I've been working on my, my Arnold voice, all right, everybody? That's my gift to you this Christmas. But I thought about preaching the whole message in Arnold voice, but I won't do that. But sometimes we feel that way because Christmas can be chaotic, especially if you have that person you're trying to find the perfect gift for. Anybody remember how hard it is to find the perfect gift like before Amazon Prime? Praise the Lord for Amazon Prime. But anybody remember what like you had to actually get out of your pajamas and go to a store and like look around, right? Now we just click and it's in our cart and that's it. We've done our Christmas shopping uh, for the year. If you're at my house, Amazon Prime comes every hour, all right? It's just you can set your watch to it. But it used to be difficult to find the perfect gift. Like you had to go to more than one store and you had to look for that thing. And it, heaven help you if the thing that you wanted is what everybody else also was trying to buy that year. We had people camped outside Walmart, right, for six weeks just to buy something. And so it was this madness that you tried to find that perfect gift. And so what I did over the last few days is I compiled a list of every decade going back to the 60s of the most sought after toys the stuff that we spent hours and hours and hours in line to buy, and now you probably can't even tell me where it is. But these are the items. And so what I want to do is I want to go through this list today. And here's what I want you to do. If you've ever gotten one of these toys or you've ever given one of these toys, give a shout out, all right, when you see it, all right? Let's go through these. If you've ever stood in line to buy one of these or you are ever the lucky person to open one on Christmas, Give a shout out when you see your toy. We're going to start in the 60s. All right, first one up is the pogo stick. Come on, somebody. Anybody ever gotten, anybody ever hurt themselves on a pogo stick? Any pogo injuries in the house? Next one up, we've got the hula hoop. Anybody? Hot item in the 60s. Come on, the hula hoop. Anybody hula in still? Anybody still professional hula? There we go. All right, next one up in the city, the slinky. Come on, every kid needs a slinky. We got some hands in the... How many parents are saying, I wish I raised my kids in the 60s? Like, I'm just saying, I can afford this. I can, I can, do, I can do the 60s. All right, 70s, let's bounce to the 70s. Etch-a-sketch. There we go, etch-a-sketch. Got some fans. Anybody ever draw anything even close to this on your etch... Like stick figures, right? Are we all in the same? I can draw a box with a little a bad corner on it. I can do... I can shake that thing, right, and mess up. All right, next one, Easy Bake Oven. This in the 70s, make a big mess with the Easy Bake Oven, right? Some undercooked eggs, that's what we need. That's what I, there's just a light bulb in there, right? Just heating that thing. Rubik's Cube, come on, the Rubik's Cube. 
All right, anybody spend hours and hours and hours trying to get this thing and you couldn't even get like two sides on it, right? Who, who took the stickers off and tried to make the sides? Anybody, here we go. Yeah, I never did that. I never took this. All right, the light bright, anybody? We're going into the 80s. Any children of the 80s here? Go blind trying to stick the light bright into the right. You just, just stare at those things. Light bright, all right, cabbage patch kids. Come on, where's the cabbage patch? Come on. Some of you are starting to physically shake because you remember trying to get the whole world lost its mind, right? The entire world lost its mind to get a Cabbage Patch doll on Christmas. Come on, some of you, the flashbacks for you. All right, 90s. Let's bounce from the 80s to the 90s. Game Boy, here we go. Sought after, beautiful screen there, right? Just this amazing device sought after. The Game Boy. All right, next one. Tickle me stinking Elmo. Where's Elmo at? Not this one. Yeah, this is not Elmo for all of you guys on those. Here we go. Elmo's in the house today. Anybody got an Elmo? These were thousands of dollars by Christmas Day. Anybody, anybody got an Elmo? No Elmo's in that? You, you're just ashamed to admit you spent a couple of hundred dollars on Tickle Me Elmo. All right, let's go back to the Furby. Come on, Furby, everybody. Go back one. Go back to the Furby. We got all the toys up there. All right, there we go. Furby on this one. Anybody got or received or was just scared out of their minds to see a Furby sitting on the shelf? Anybody freaked out by Furby? We were talking earlier, like a lot of these we can understand. I don't understand this one. Nobody, like, I don't know who you people are trying to buy a Furby. But get that thing out of your house. You don't need that looking at you at 3 a.m. off the shelf over there. All right, let's go to the next one. We're into the two, well, we're still in the 90s, actually. Let's go, the Sony Discman. Anybody got, right, this was incredible. You wear it on your hip. You've never even seen the original iPod, all right? This is what it looked like. You could drive a nail into a two-by-four with this thing, all right? It was Incredible. Then the Xbox 360. I thought it was funny. I put the one with the red ring. Come on, somebody. It's just, if you know, you know. All right. It just unwrapped that thing. All right. And the final one out of the 2000s, the Razor Scooter. Anybody, the Razor, anybody's ankles hurt just looking at this thing? Anybody, you can, you can feel the pain. Anybody injured themselves? So we went from pogo stick injuries to Razor Scooter injuries, right? But these were the perfect gifts. You spent countless hours waiting in line trying to purchase these gifts, hundreds and hundreds of dollars trying to get them, and now they're all gone, right? Nobody wants these things anymore. Well, maybe the pogo stick. Some of you still want the pogo stick. But we all spent time and wasted time trying to get these perfect gifts, and now we just click, click. It's in our cart, right? Two-day shipping, which is really like four- to seven-day shipping now, but it's, we, we get these things delivered to our door. But even with all of the conveniences, all of the technology, there's still so much stress involved in finding the gift. And Howard hasn't given up. Even after he suckered into buying a broken Turbo Man from this group of mall Santas that are actually more like the mafia. It's a a crazy movie, all right, everybody? Even after his car is torched and his windows are broken and his rims are stolen, he's still not giving up. Still on the hunt, huh? Yeah. Hey, sorry about whacking your toy store. You know, I got kind of caught up in a friendly spirit of competition. Oh, that's all right. Don't worry. But I was thinking you'd have done the same thing. And that's when I realized you and I, we're the same kind of person, ain't we? I sort of doubt that. I was thinking about that brouhaha at the toy store. I was thinking maybe, you know, we could join up as a team. You know, like like Starsky and Hutch, uh, like Johnny Crest and Hutch, man. Like it... Bonnie and Clyde, like I can tell you. Well, maybe not I can tell you because she left. But maybe we could do it. Search and destroy. Divide and conquer. Me and you, man, what do you say? Thanks, Myron. But no thank you. Oh, come on, man. Let's do it, man. Let's be a team. Gee, Myron, I think you're a good guy and all. 
But this I would like to do by myself. You understand, right? Oh yeah, I understand you, man. I understand plenty. I know what's going here. Mr. Mr. Wear your little fancy cashmere coat and your little nice little suede shoes. I was good enough to talk to you line, but I'm not good enough to be in your team. We got late delivery of Turbo Man at Toy Wars. Let's go! Turbo Man! Turbo Man! <laughs> Whoa! Listen up, people! Answer your first question. Yes. The rumors are true. We have received a small quantity of the action figure known as Turbo Man. Yes. I am not gonna ask you people to be quiet again. Do you hear me? Now here's how things are gonna work. You will form an orderly line so that an employee can hand you a numbered ball. These balls will then be drawn in a standard lottery fashion to see who gets a dollar. If you're not one of the lucky few, we have plenty of Turbo Man's fateful Pet Tiger Booster in stock. We don't want it! We don't want it! And by the way, in accordance with the laws of supply and demand, the new list price on each figure just doubled. What? Is this wrong, buddy? as 400 adults try to rip each other's arms off, right? They're biting and clawing and scratching. And you know, Black Friday was two days ago. And I know this year we were kind of saved from the mass of humanity by the pandemic, right? Where it wasn't as crazy as it is in years past. But what we don't seem to be have saved from this year is the stress. What we don't seem to be saved, in fact, if our first theme was broken promises, our second theme today is just stressed out living. And I think it's ramped up far beyond any other year in memory where we as a culture are going into the holidays with about as much pent up stress as you can imagine. It seems every week there's something new to fight about. Every week there's something new that can divide us. And so we come to church or we go to God in our devotion time and we want stress relief. And so we want three steps to stress relief. In fact, we do a series every year here at the church called You Asked For It, where people write in what they'd most like to hear a sermon preached about. And without fail, every year that we've done the series, in the top two spots is help me with my stress. Help me with my stress. Come on, preacher man, fix it all. Give me the 10 steps to stress relief. But see what people often, actually what I think people always are saying is help me cope with the lifestyle that I already have. 
is not so much what does God's word say about it, but it's let me just cope with what I have because I'm about to go into December. And so bring me some stress relief. Give me some principles that I can use because I'm about to go into a stressful holiday. What we want is the inner tube because we've already decided we're going to jump in the pool. We've already made up our minds. But here's the thought for this section. And that is instead of coping, something fundamental needs to change instead. So instead of coping, something needs to change. See, until we change something about our lives, those coping mechanisms are only very temporary. They probably won't help you at all because it's just a temporary fix because what you've got isn't working. It's too much. It won't fit. Some of you need that truth here at Christmas time that what you have doesn't fit. It, it doesn't work. So we go to God then with prayers of time management. Like here is my schedule. Make it fit. Like, make it all work when what we need is actual change. And some of us need to change our perspective today. So here's the thought I want to leave you with from this clip. And that is that instead of looking for more and more of what doesn't matter, it's better to have less of what doesn't matter and more of what does. Better to have less. In fact, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, it says better one handful but yeah, but I've got two hands. I've got, I just want to grab all the, I got to get the ping pong ball for trade. No, it's better one handful of this thing that everybody's asking for during the Christmas season. Tranquility, better one handful of peace than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Now, nobody told Howard about this verse because when we rejoin our hero, he's come to the point that he's ready to steal Turbo Man right out from underneath his neighbor's tree.
bizarre. Howard? Hi. Uh-oh. All right, let's recap. We've looked at broken promises. We've looked at Howard's unaddressed stress. And now we have grand theft, right? And nativity, vandalism. A lot of things to choose from in this theme. But actually, what I want you to see from this clip is Howard's trying to find the right thing in the wrong place. He's looking for the right thing in the wrong place. In fact, it's misguided aim. And to his credit, right before the reindeer attacks him and he knocks the head off the third wise man and all that, to his credit, he does have a moment where he realizes that what he's doing is wrong, that what he's doing is the wrong, that his desire to find the Turbo Man doll has him stealing presents from children. Now, I don't think that we steal from kids, but I think a lot of us do the same type of thing. We all want direction in our lives. We all want freedom from our anxieties. We all want peace in our homes. But too many of us are looking for it in the wrong places. Too many of us go looking for the right things, but we go to all the wrong places. We think if we can just get the perfect gift that our relationships will start to look different. We think if I can just find the right eight steps or the right ten steps, we can fix the emptiness that we feel during the holidays. If we can just chase down that Turbo Man doll, right, maybe we'll get the peace that we're waiting for. But listen to me, everybody. The world cannot give you the peace that you need. It cannot give you, you can only find that in one place. In fact, it's one of the promises we talked about earlier on in the morning in Isaiah chapter 9, a promise 700 years before Jesus was born. And it went on to say that his name will be called Counselor, Wonderful, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Listen, everybody, there is no peace apart from Jesus. There is no peace apart from Jesus. He is our peace. One of my favorite verses is out of Ephesians chapter 2. And it says in verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You once who were far have been brought near and watch this for he himself is our peace who's made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. In John 14, as Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's giving the last supper and he's giving them all the last things he would say while on this earth. And he's telling them, abide in me. You can do nothing apart from me. And he turns to them and he tells them, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, not as the world gives. Because when you realize that Jesus is our peace, a lot of verses start to make a whole lot more sense. Starts to become a little more clear because it's in that position in our relationship with him that we experience peace. Which means that because of what Jesus has done, there's no situation or circumstance or place we can find ourselves in where we wouldn't have access to peace. Because of our relationship with him. David foreshadowed this thought in Psalms chapter 23. He says, even though I'm in the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And then watch this. He prepares a place, a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You see, I'm convinced we've got our theology wrong because we pray prayers like, God, would you destroy my enemies? God, would you get rid of this, this anxiety? God, would you get rid of this, this thing that's coming and trying to get? God, would you get rid of these things? And then I can experience your blessing in my life. Then I can have the peace that I'm going after. We want God to eject us from the storm or eject us from the trial or from the situation. But he doesn't do that. Instead, he joins us. He joins us in the midst of the trial. He joins us in the midst of the darkest valley. He joins us in the midst of whatever thing it is that's coming against us. He joins us in the midst of the fire. He comes and prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemy that no matter where we are, 
No matter what's happening, we have access to peace, not because our circumstances changed, but because God's presence is there. Not because the trial was suddenly stopped, but because God joined us in the midst of it. And God said, I'm going to take whatever it is that the devil meant for harm, and I'm going to use it for good. That he can bring peace in the midst of it. And you can be feasting in the middle of chaos because your soul is at peace. Because God's presence is there. There is no peace apart from Jesus. That's not how it goes for Howard, all right, everybody? I'll just, there is no happy type of thing like that for him. He's gotten everything wrong today. He's taken every wrong turn. And now he's just hoping for one last chance at finding Turbo Man. It's just a doll. Ah, that's action figure. There's got to be one around here somewhere. You say you've been looking everywhere for a Turbo Man doll? Yes. You say you do just about anything to get your hands on one? Yes, yes. Well, KQRS has good news for you. If you're the first caller to correctly identify all eight of Santa's reindeer, you will be the winner of the hottest toy since Johnny 7 OMA. It's easy. Just call 555-KQRS. No. The radio station's just two blocks down on Wabasha. Oh, I can run like this for miles. Dasha dance the brown of Vixen, comic Cuban Donna Blitzen. Dasha dance the brown of Vixen, comic Cuban Donna Blitzen. Dasha dance the brown of Vixen, comic Cuban Donna Blitzen. I'm having a good time. Bye. Dasha dance the brown of Vixen. No, not even close. Sorry. Uh, you know what? Maybe this will put us all in the mood for the answer. this thing, right? Let me in! Let me in! I got the answer! Come on! I got the answer! Yes! I got the answer! Open up! Open up! Yeah, I got a madman in my studio and uh... Dasha, Dancer, Bronze, Vixen, Comic, Cuba, Donna, Blitz. What? Uh, you see, I couldn't get through on the phone. Did it win? I won. Oh, yes, no, it's I not won. that simple! No, it's... Uh, wait, 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 wait. You're too late. I already got the right answer. I won. <laughs> yeah. I don't need the right answer to win. I got this! Now, what's that? This, Mr. Trackstar, is a homemade explosive device. A bomb? Oh, yes, in layman's terms. A bomb! So back up! You built a bomb? No, I didn't have to build a bomb. Don't you read the news? Hundreds of these things come to the mail every day. I just kept one in case I ever needed it. So give me the dial of a bomb everything in place. Are you out of your mind? Put this thing away. This is not worth it. Well, maybe not to you, but to me it is. So back up, back up. Myron. Come on, old buddy. Give me the package. All right, come on. Let's me, buddy. Yeah. I am not your buddy. I tried to be your teammate. I wanted to be your friend. But no! You had other plans for my levy. No, no, I had no plans. You are no different than the rest of those civilians, those common letter writers who make fun of my knee socks and my safari hat in the summer. <laughs> are you laughing at me? 
This is zip plus four thing. Excuse me, gentlemen. Are you two under the impression that I have a Turbo Man doll here in the studio? Yes. That's what you said on the radio. Oh, no, 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 oh, yes, no, 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 no. What I actually said was whoever won would get a doll eventually. <laughs> you see, what we have here <laughs> uh, is a gift certificate. A gift certificate. Right. Is this bird out of the doll as soon as they get some stores? You call the cops? Kinda. Just get out of here. Okay. But I'm going first, buddy. Better luck next time, loser. Freeze! Hey! Hey! Hey, guys! Just can't stay out of trouble, can you? You wouldn't want to hurt a fellow civil servant, which. What's all this violence? It's Christmas, and I was just delivering some Christmas. Hey! Back up! This is a homemade explosive device, and I'll blow it up! You know why? Because I work for the post office, so you know I'm not stable! Tell him! This man is totally insane. Thank you! Now put the guns down. Now! Put them down! Brother man, put your gun down. All right, just stay there. And I'll know if you move, because I have the ear of a snake. Ciao, baby. Oh, you shouldn't mess with that. Relax, Sparky. I was on the bomb squad for ten years.
That as we go into the holiday season and all the stress and things that try to vie for our time and our attention, that we would keep our focus on what actually matters. That instead of looking everywhere else in the world, we would go to the Prince of Peace. And instead of trying to find the right things in the wrong places, we would go to the source of life, that we would go to Jesus himself. But first, if you're here today and you say, all of that sounds really nice. I'd love to have peace in my home. I'd love to have peace in my family. I'd love to have peace in my own life. You say, all that sounds really good. I want you to know that none of it comes until you have a relationship with Jesus. There is no peace apart from him. There is no life apart from him. And so if you're here today and you've never had a relationship with God. Or maybe you were close at one time, but you've drifted and you've run. I want you to know today that he's not mad at you for being far away. He wants you. He loves you. The Bible says that Jesus came to earth and lived like us, died on a cross to pay the price for your sin and for mine. That he rose to new life. He rose from the dead that anyone can call on the name of Jesus and be saved. That includes you. And so I don't know what you've heard in the past and I don't know what people have told you in your life, but I'm telling you, God wants you. He's waiting for you. Jesus paid the price for you. And so today, if you want to have a relationship with him, I just want to pray with you. I'm not asking you to join a church. I'm not trying to get you to do anything else but pray a prayer of salvation. That he can change you, that he can make you new. If that's you today, you say, I want my life to change. Or if you say, I want to come back home. I want to pray with you. Let today be the day that you make a decision. Let today be the day that you make a new start. So if you want to do that, I'm going to pray a prayer. You can repeat the words. I can give you the words, but you have to mean them. You have to believe in your heart. So come on, church, let's pray with those that want to make this decision. Nobody prays alone. Say these words, dear Jesus, forgive me of all of my sin, of all my mistakes. I surrender to you. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose again. And I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray as we go into this Christmas season that we remember your promises. We remember that Jesus came to fulfill them all, to rescue us from sin. That we can find new life in him and that we can turn to him in the midst of this chaos as our source of peace. Father, we love you. We praise you one more time. We say thank you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all God's church said amen. And amen. Will church be blessed this week as you go? Go in the grace of the Lord. If you're able to, come back and help us at 1230. Otherwise, we'll see you next Sunday as we start our Christmas series. Be blessed.